about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Thank Insignia, thank the band, thank the guys on the sound, thank everyone else who made Friday a resounding success. How many of you were here on Friday uh, for our car? It was beautiful. We're believing God for next year to be able to take it to Archway Station. We want to do it outside. Yeah, I hope your fingers won't be too cold to play. We want to take it outside. We take all the instruments. Everything we have, we'll take it. We'll just have to battle through. We've done it before. We didn't get through. We'll battle again uh, to get the council to approve. Uh, we'll get a lot of tea and a lot of coffee and a lot of... Uh, what do they eat during mince meat and all that? We'll eat uh, mince pie. Sorry. It's the exile syndrome. It's the just no mince pie. Uh, we'll have mince pie. Uh, hot. Uh, we'll drink. There's also this thing that they put in the fire. Yes, we'll have all that. Yeah, mince melon. We'll have that. Amen. So, uh, but thank you for doing that. Another thing I need to say quickly to everyone. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to rebuke anybody. I just, I just want to be your friends for today. But please, from the la- last week's message, guys, I've started to hear a lot of feedback from last week or the, on, on the other week. And some of them encouraging, some of them really disheartening. Guys, you really need to act on the word. Get your accounts in order. Do your budget. And please, find a finance guy who can sort out your life insurance and critical ill. Don't discuss this with your parents who are over 60. It's not going to help you. They would say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And I know, and so do I. But the reality is that if you pop uh, uh, Panadol because you have a headache, but you can't even insure your life, and have critical illness. Can you see the dichotomy of that? Young ones, do it now and make sure it's life. If you need help, uh, let me know. You can speak to Michael. We'll ask some guys who we know who can allow us to use their number and we'll put their number on the website, uh, give you their number, put it up by next week. And you can contact them. Don't waste their time. And, and sort something out. 20 pounds It's what you eat in one go in beams or beam in beam beam my wife is looking at me those who come who do exercise understand beam it's just down the road there they do fantastic breakfast good breakfast healthy breakfast (laughs) Uh, so uh, but just that's all you spend in one go and you can't spend that in one just for your life so please make sure you do that do something. Husbands and wives, do it. Just do it and get it done and over with. If you have enough money, uh, 
to insure, to get health insurance. Do it likewise. These things are out there. Honestly, you really need God and you also need wisdom. Do you understand me? Okay. All right. Secondly, uh, before I go, I want to celebrate a daughter of mine in the house. Uh, yeah, I had the privilege last Tuesday to go for her graduation call to bar as a barrister. And the only reason why I'm doing that is that she's been in this church since the age of 12. And we have been through a journey. Journey when she wanted to give up. Journey of difficulty. Journey of going traversing through life uh, with only spiritual parents uh, around and, 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 and her mom. And so, uh, Adiola, come. We want to celebrate you. She's now a barrister. Uh, and we really want to... Come here. <laughs> uh, she's a barrister. She now works in a temple. You know that temple where all those law fans are? Ha! Amen. And I want to celebrate because she invited me to go there. There were these ancient buildings. And you, yeah, you followed me. <laughs> uh, and we went there. Where are you going? Stay. And we went there. There's these places I've never been before. All that place is just legal. All that. And then we went into this place. We had some nibbles and all that. But it was so beautiful. Congratulations. You are going places. I know that for sure. Said this from the beginning of your life. But we also want to cover you with the blood of Jesus. As we celebrate you, we will not tolerate you, we will not cry over you. And I decree in the name of Jesus that you will not struggle. You will stand out as a black woman going places in the name of Jesus. When they hear your name, it will bring fear to your opponents. Because not only would you go by legal, but you will go by God. Your success rate will be outstanding in the name of Jesus. It's high time somebody stands up. You will stand up both in politics and both in, le in the legal fields in the name of Jesus. They will sort for minds and they will find you. And so it shall be in the name of Jesus. Congratulations. We celebrate you in Jesus' name. Amen. And also that's due to her obedience. Oh, if she shares her testimony, I'm going to say one of them. One time she came to me and said, uh, I'm going to be a air, air, air hostess. I said, not on my life. <laughs> Never. And this was when there was trouble. There was what, the, what I'm going to teach you today. Turn to someone and say to them, it's just a dip. Turn to someone behind you. Say, yo, 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 yo. Say to them, it's just a dip. Come on, turn to someone and put a smile on their face and say, don't worry, don't worry. It's just a day. Psalms 84 verse 5 to 7. Psalms 84 verse 5. What joy, what joy, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. To where? To where? Not Dubai. Not Atlantic City. Not Spain. Not Las Vegas. 
what did you say? Not Bali, thank you. Is that where you're going next? <laughs> We're telling you to come to Israel, to come to Jesus. Actually, many people think it's only for old people. How many young ones, uh, when I say young ones, young adults, you know what I mean. How many, uh, those between 17 and 35 that went, that's been to Jerusalem with us. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. We had fun. Uh, we had, yeah, you've been before, but not with us. Uh, you're going to go with us. Uh, uh, and there's some. Last, last year, year before, wasn't it? Yeah, and we, ha- we had fun. It, it will blow your mind, honestly. And if you're putting 50 pounds, 100 pounds, before 2021, you've finished. You're done. But you rather put 50 pounds to eat, to, 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 to drinking on a Saturday night, showing off with people who don't even recognize who you are. Uh, all right, let's get back to the word. The buying drinks for strangers. Men. When they walk through the valley of weeping, valley of Baca, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe even that valley with blessings. They will continue to go what? Stronger. And each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Another version says, even though I walk through the what? Valley of the shadow of what? Death. I will, I thought you would be reading it with me. Fear, no, why? For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Father, We ask you that you will shape lives today, fulfill dreams this afternoon, guarantee success in their lives. This we pray, this we believe. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I want to encourage you this morning, this afternoon, saying it's just a dip. It's just a dip. We read through this scripture, it says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, the New King James or the King James Version says, when they walk through the valley of Baca, the valley of weeping. The question is, what is the valley of Baca? What's the valley of weeping? The valley of Baca was some waterless and barren valley which pilgrims passed on their way to Jerusalem. Uh, some scholars believe that Baca takes its name from the balsam tree. The balsam tree grows in dry places. So it is believed that the valley of Baca was a harsh, dry place that would test the patience of the pilgrims as they journey to meet God. So they're going to meet God, but they have to pass through the valley of Baca. It means the valley of tears. So I'm going to go to see God, but in me going to meet with God, I am have to go through a valley. And that valley is not a valley that is interesting. It is a valley of weeping. It's a valley of tears. And you know what? 
unfortunately or fortunately for, for us to be able to, for them to put it in, in, in the book of Psalms, it must have meant a significant thing. So when I went did further research, you find out that that valley of Baca is between two different places called Jordan and Jerusalem. Jordan and Jerusalem. And just because you refuse to go to Israel, I'll have to show you a map. So I'm going to show you a map. And in the map, you will find out that Jordan is way, way down here and Jerusalem is way up there. It is exactly when you go there. When you go there, you, we go from Jordan and we go to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the last place we, we visit on the entire trip. And you will see that we're just going up and up and up and up and up and up. And Jerusalem is way up, up there. Now, geographically, this is how it looks like. But there's a spiritual connotation to a, ge to a geographic location. Because when you, when you look at the words, I, I, I need you to factor these three words. These three words are going to make sense now. You need to factor the word Jordan. The word Jordan means to decline. The word Jordan means to descend. The word Jordan means to go down. And if, before you think everything is negative, even if you go to River Jordan, they have to dip you in. It's just a dip. They have to dip you in. If you go to the River Jordan, they have to put you down in the water before you get baptized. Uh, if you go to River Jordan, you have to, you, 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 in fact, before you get into the water, for those who have gone and have baptized uh, everyone that's gone uh, uh, there, uh, we have to go down some steps before we can dip you into the water. So the word Jordan means going down. And that's the reason why Jerusalem was important to many people because the word Jerusalem, Salem, means peace. Are you getting these two things? You need to get these two. Jordan means going down. Jerusalem means what? Peace. Uh, and you have to go up to Jerusalem from Jordan. Because in Mark 10.35 it says, And they were on the way going to Jerusalem. And they were way going up to Jerusalem. Mark two, Matthew 20.18 says, You go up to Jerusalem. Meaning that you have to go up to the city of peace. Now remember this TV. So we've got Jordan, we've got Jerusalem, and in between Jordan and Jerusalem, there is what? A valley called Weeping. It's called Baca. The problem is, before I get to Jerusalem, which is a pilgrimage, I have to go through the valley, go down to go up. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, if I want to get, if I want to go to the top, to to the top tier of this church right now, I have to do what? I have to go down to go up. And while I'm going down, I have to walk all the way, walk back up the stairs before I go up. But if I sit upstairs to the towards the front, I may have a better vantage point than those who are sitting downstairs. Are you following what I'm saying? So the fact that I went down doesn't mean that I'm finished because as I'm going down, my aim is to go what? Up. Now you need to say, and God did not save the children of Israel when they have to go up to Jerusalem to destroy or annihilate or totally obliterate the valley. You have to go through the valley to be able to go up to the mountain. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? 
So the word baka means trials and troubles. The painful experiences that cause us to weep. So, Pastor, where are you going this afternoon? It means 2020 may just be a dip. 2019, sorry. 2019. Thank you, darling. 20. She had to prophesy that quickly. 2019 may just be a dip. 2019 may just be the valley that will take you to your peace. Ah, I just mean, the dip, the slump that hits everybody hard, which sometimes gets to us before we get to the place of greatness. It could just be a dip. Somebody is saying to me, hey, yeah, I hear that every single uh, year. At the end of the year, they say, oh, I know this year has not been, but God is with you. What else do you want me to tell you? What, what do you want me to do? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Do you want me to tell you, oh, 2018 wasn't good. 2019 is not good. So 2020 don't have any hope. What do you want me to tell you? I'm telling you that the life experiences is not to destroy us, but is to take us up to where we're going. Shout this loud. Say, it's just a dip. It's just a dip. It's just a dip. It's just a dip. Uh, there will always be a time where you're going from one mountain to another mountain. And between two mountains, I've always said this, there will always be a valley. Realize that the shortcomings or our failures this year may sometimes be a place of growth. Let me share this. Many of us, we box God into January to December. God does not exist between January and December. God exists out of time because God created time. So time can control the creator. So when God wants to do his things, he does not consider, should I do it in March or should I do it in February? No, 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 no. He, do, he does it when he knows it's the right time because he makes what all things beautiful in his own time. There are things that my son wants that I can't give it to him now. One time I'm asking him, what do you want? He mentioned what he wanted. I said, even your father, your mother doesn't have that. So why are you going to have this? Hey, but you told me to ask whatever you wanted. I said, yeah, with reason. One time, you, 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 he, 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 my wife, and it's always her, uh, took him to learn how to drive. How do you teach an 11-year-old? Why would you put him behind a, a wheel? So she took him to Mercedes-Benz uh, all the way in uh, Waybridge and put him behind the car. I, when she sent the photograph, I knew what was going to happen. I, I absolutely knew. And here he was driving around and all that. This was on Saturday. On Sunday, we left, we left, we left our house. I opened the car. Bam! He sits in the driving seat. Says, I'm taking you to church. I said, no, Jay, you, you, you can't take it. He says, uh, he says, why not? He says, it's the same emblem that I drove. It's the same thing on the car. And there's no, it's automatic. All I just needed to, and he was showing me, is to put this thing here. And I said, Jay, 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 I have no idea what you and your mom have spoken about. But right now, you can not drive. You're too young to drive. He says, young, young, I just did that. Yes, sir. I said, he was in a control and He says, uh, I want to die. I said, then, then that's when I said, get out now. 
I, I, I need to drive. And he said, eh, eh, but so when am I going to drive and all that kind of stuff? And he was saying when he wants to drive. Now the point is this. Immediately he said it, something set in my mind. Immediately I started to say, you know what? I'm going to start to put some money outside. So when he reached a certain age, when he's allowed to drive, I would love to give him a car. The question was, that was his prayer of driving a car answered in the next five, six years, or was it answered six years before he actually received it? Is anyone getting what I'm saying? So the, the point is, a car to him right now will be a toy. But a car to him then may be an asset. By then, he may just be able to take some equipment, put it in there, go do some shows and get money from the car that five, six years before, it was only a toy. You didn't hear what I'm saying? So every single year, he's looking at his dad, you haven't yet given me the car. You haven't yet given me the car. But he doesn't realize that his prayers has already been answered. But I'm going to make it beautiful in his own time. Because if he has got it years before, he may kill himself. But what God is doing what his father is doing is shielding him from destruction because he knows he's got a better future. And what he wants right now this year may not work for him. It may be what will work for him five years down the line. And many of us are crying over 2019 without knowing that God is setting us up to go up in 2020. You've got to know that. You've got to recognize that. And while we're going through that valley of weeping, we need to recognize that God wants to take us higher. Is anyone hearing me what I'm saying? It's no shortcomings. God, in his infinite mercy, he wants to take us higher. Sometimes we go through a valley of weeping. I'm going to share this with you. There was a time, my wife and I, we, 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 also with my son, uh, we were, he had some difficulties, so we were looking for a school for him, and suddenly we got a school. And when we got the school, he went for the interview. We, we, we knew he won't get in. We knew that. Uh, we, 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 we knew physically this boy won't get in. A day before, we did our work. We took him to a teacher. The teacher did an interview for him and all that kind of stuff. And the teacher said he did very well. And we're looking at it and said, hey, very well. Yes. So he went for the interview. He came out. They gave him a place in the school. We were rejoicing. Wonderful. Gave him a place, gave him a scholarship and all that kind of stuff. I was like, Father, we thank you. And we rejoiced. Five months, is it five months or four months? We can't, can't remember. Down the line, we get a letter. And the letter says, we apologize. We have to withdraw the offer because we don't have any finances at the particular moment. And that can we apply again the following year? Suffice to say, the song, I choose to praise you was not coming near my habitation at that particular time. I was in the valley of weeping. And I must be honest with you, I cried. I cried because when you go through some difficulties like that, memories start flooding back. And my question was, and I said to my wife, why does things not go easy for me? Why can't I just do something and it just goes bam like that? Somehow, and I'm, 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 I'm pulling down strongholds in somebody's life. Somehow, when something comes to you, 
in, there's a niggling part in the back of your head that says, mm, it's still going to go wrong, it's still going to go wrong. You, you, you get what I'm saying? And, and, and I said to my wife, if this happens to me, I understand, but why is it going from me onto my own child? Why? why? Why is it that every time I want to do something and everybody else does it and it goes smooth, I have to really struggle to get it? What kind of demon is this? And I was crying, I was wailing. And my wife said, God is in control. Yeah. God is in control. I said, she, she, she said to me, God is in control. And so, after that, I said to her, what are we going to do? So my wife picks up the phone and she calls this educationist, you understand, who gave us the, the school. And she said, oh, sorry. And she said to her, sorry, they have just withdrew the office. She said, sorry, oh, by the way, I was about to call you. Don't send him there. We're like, what? He said, that school has just come to our attention. She's made our investigations and she's spoken to some of the parents there that there's racism there, there are issues there and they're withdrawing some children from that school. We just looked at each other like, uh, that still didn't satisfy me because I started to say, uh, God will favor my child. Stupid ditty. <laughs> you, you understand? And then I said, she said, so we might have to look for another school and all that. But how are we going to do that? My wife just rolled up her sleeve she called every senior school she knew. She made her investigation. And through that, she became a guru in finding schools. Are you following her? She, she knew she can tell you which one, which one, which not, which one, where to go. Where. Through that. Because the valley made us go up. But many times we want to avoid the valley. And, 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 and many of you think pastors don't go through stuff. We all go through the valley of weeping. And I'm sure if most of you saw me cry that time, you would say, he lacks faith. Uh, David also cried. And in fact, Jesus cried too. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, many of you will stop coming to church. I'm not going to follow a leader that when he goes through difficulty, he cries. Leave me. Let me cry. At least after I finish crying, I now know what to do. Are you following what I'm saying? But there's no point in me continuing fighting and crying. No. Cry and fight. Are you following what I'm saying? But, so don't look at this year that it is finished because God is not in confines of the year. He says, going through the valley of Baca, I will make it a place of joy. So I just want to teach us quickly how to traverse the valley. How, how do I push through the deep? How do I push through the disappointment? How, how do I push through the soul? How do I push through when things don't, have not gone really right for me? How do I push between me being in between the Jordan and Jerusalem? How, 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 do, how do I get to my Jews? How do I do that? And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you two things. And the first thing, it's not nice English, but it's, it just rhymes. Number one, don't keep worrying. Or don't worry. Turn to someone and say, don't worry. It's just a dip. Ah, some of you, you're not wicked. I know you're not wicked. Turn to someone. God wants you to, when I say turn to someone, it means God wants to use your mouth to speak to them. Turn to the person and say, tap them gently. Hold their hands. I know it may be a girl or a boy sitting beside you and you don't know them. Just hold their hands and squeeze it gently and say to them, don't worry. Come on, guys. Come on. We can do that. Just say, don't worry. Oh, you're alone in there. Uh, uh, let me hold your hands, bro. Um, yeah. Don't worry. Thank you. The way he said it to me, I can't worry. God just spoke to you. Don't 
worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Listen to me, guys. Worry is a sin. You know why? Because it displaces God from your life. And when you and I worry, we're living as though God does not exist. Worry is faith in the negative. Trust. Worry is faith in the negative. Trust in the unpleasant. And the assurance of a disaster and a belief in defeat. That's what worry is about. Worry is a magnet that attracts negative conditions. When you worry, you trust in something that is unpleasant. You create an assurance of a disaster that something bad is going to happen. You believe in defeat. Worry, listen to me, you can write this down, is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's trouble. I'm going to say this again. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's trouble. I want to give you something that probably will help you. An average person's anxiety is focused on these things. Number one, 40% you worry, many people worry 40% of the time about things that will never happen. So meaning that out of your list of 10 worries, pick out four and throw them away because they don't count. And the way you're looking at me means I have to do more work. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, uh, eight, nine, and ten. Come, come, come. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly. Quickly. I chose young ones because I felt you will be sharp. Yeah, just form a line. Form a ten. Have you ten? Ten. So, out of ten, you understand, some people worry about money. Some people worry, uh, I don't have enough money for the sales. Uh, some people worry about the job. Some people worry about, uh, 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 am I going to get married or not married? Now you're married. Uh, uh, some people worry, how is my son going to do in school? Some people, there's a, a plateau of worry. Some people worry, uh, am I going to get this deal or not? Some people worry, am I going to be able to buy that Brazilian hair or not? You see, there's a worry about a whole lot of stuff. Some people worry about cancer. Some people worry about sickness. Some people worry about what is going on in their family. Some people worry about the fact that none of the people in their family ever got married and had a successful marriage. So I'm not going to have a successful marriage. You're, you're, you're worried about that. But listen to what happens. One, two, three, four. Go sit down. The rest join together. 40% of those worries will never exist. 40%. 40% of what we worry about will never exist. Let me give you another statistic. 30% of the things you worry about is about the past that can't even be changed. 30% of the things you worry about is the things in the past that you can't change. So look at what happens. So, one, two, three, 
Go and sit down. Go sit down. Yes, yeah, sit down. So, out of the ten worries that some people have, none of it exists. 40% are the things that you can't change. 30% are the things that happened in the past that you can't change. Things that, 40% are things that will never happen. 30% are things that you can't change. So now, you're left with what? Like, probably 30%. Out of that 30%, 10% to 12% are things about criticisms about others. <laughs> you're worried about other, what other people feel about you. And you're worrying about what, other, what you think other people are thinking about you that they're not thinking. Are you following what I'm saying? The only reason why you know what other people are thinking is that when you go into your Instagram. But 90% of the time, you understand, those who give you negative comments are those who can't do what you do. And sometimes you walk into church and say, hey, what, what are they? Uh, or you're walking down and then you see two people talking and then suddenly while they're talking, they just go quiet. They go quiet because they're thinking and you're thinking, hey, they were talking about me, that's why they go quiet. You're worried about criticisms of other people. So, Abby, you can go and sit down. So, that is not in your worry b- uh, bucket anymore. Can you see how we're ruining our lives? The other 10% is about health. We worry about health. And the more you worry about health, the more you get stressed, and the more you get sick. Are you following what I'm saying? So, if we take health away, and we trust in God, and stop worrying about it, my dear, go sit down. Cheryl, go and sit down. She goes and sit down. Can you see how all those things are eliminated? Now, 90% of our worries are unnecessary. But then we have 10%. And 10% is the things that exist in our life because they are real problems. So, it's a real problem. It's a, it's a real problem. <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And you know, the, the point is that he has to face the problem because he's dressed for it. He's dressed. Who's God's game? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got game? If you go again, he's stressful. Because, listen, the difference here is this. He is in Jordan right now, down. But that, <laughs> Jordan, actually, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you see, I had to go down. And Jordan believes he can fly even with whatever he has. So, he's in Jordan wearing Jordan right now. But where he's going is Jerusalem. Jerusalem is that Christmas tree. Are you following what I'm saying? The difference with the problem that you're worrying about is that you now have to get, go up to get to Jerusalem. Can you do that? Okay, come got to go. you got to walk. you got to walk. So, he's coming out. So, he's now going through a valley. Jerusalem, you need to go to Jerusalem. Ah! He wants to go to Jerusalem. And there's a problem here stopping him. He still needs to go to Jerusalem. And hey! There's a problem. I'm stopping him. But at one point in time, you see, because he's wearing Jordan. <laughs> because at one point in time, he has the equipment enough to dribble around the problem. 
But listen to this problem. His problem is a problem everybody must face to go up. It is what I call progressive problems. You will never face that problem unless you decide, I'm going to make progress. You will face a problem of getting an accommodation and maybe they will deny you. It's the problem that comes to you because you said, I want to leave renting, I want to buy. You, you may face a problem with your relationship. You will never face that problem with that relationship if you didn't say, I need to make progress. I need to go, for, go up. You're going up from a bachelor's school to going up to being married to going up to having children. And all those problems are problems that are only 10% of what you're worrying about. But you can turn those problems into a promise because those problems are not designed to keep you in the valley. Those problems are the problems that you will only face when you decide to go to Jerusalem, when you decide to go up. And you can destroy worry when you understand that these 10% of these problems are problems that come to you because you are making progress. Why would you kill that relationship? I mean, you, some you need to kill. But why would you kill that relationship? Because you won't kill it because it is part of the process of going forward. You won't have game unless you wear Jordan. You've got to go down to be able to come up. Now, in, 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 stay there, buff. I'll be with you in a second. In, 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 now, 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 look at this. So, 70% are things that you, can't, you have no power over. 10% are things that are criticized and people that are talking about you that you don't need to worry. Another 10% is about the health. The more you stress about that, the more you get sick. And 10% is a good problem. And listen how he traverses it. In Psalm 23, I want you to observe these things. Psalm 23. Let's go from verse 1. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, uh, my time's up. He says, The Lord is my what? The Lord is his shepherd. He shall not want. What does he do? He makes him to lie down. He makes him to lie down where? In green pastures. He leads him beside the still waters. Verse 3. He, as he's lying down, because when you read that first scripture in the book of uh, Psalms 84, 80, 80, verse 6, he says, when they even go through the valley of Baca, God will make it a, way, a, 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 a well, a, a refreshing stream. He, when he lies down, he restores his soul. He gives him sanity. He allows him to think. He allows him to have more strength. He leads me beside the path of righteousness. Meaning, even though I go through the valley, God must take me through the valley to take me up. And that's what is called the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He says, even though I walk. So there's a time he will get up. And he, he can get up, bro. And when he gets up, he walks through the valley of the shadow of death and he fears no evil for God is with him. I want you to observe two things in that psalm. Number one, I want you to observe first that God himself, I, I'm, like I'm God, God himself doesn't panic. He didn't panic. God doesn't panic. But also the sheep doesn't panic too. 
The sheep knows that the shepherd is going to lead him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't worry. Don't press the panic button. 2019 is not a panic button. It may be a Jordan going up. Are you following what I'm saying? Everybody has the opportunity to be discouraged. But not everybody seizes the opportunity to remain discouraged. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5.7, it says, Casting the whole of your cares. So when he gets to Jerusalem, he casts his cares. Casting the whole of your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. God is watching you as you go from Jordan all the way up to Jerusalem. God is watching you because he cares about you. He may not give you what you want in 2019. That doesn't mean he hasn't answered his prayers and he's working on it because all things work together. It means it works out together for those who love the Lord and are called according to it. There is a purpose and there is a time. Thank you, Bob. I haven't finished with you. Say, say that. Uh, let me give you quickly give you the second point. Let me give you the second point, and, and, and then I finish with you. The second point. The first one is, you need to remember that when you're going through the valley, don't keep worrying. Oh, there's a valley. I don't know where I am. Don't keep worrying. Second thing, as I close, don't stop walking. The Jordan on his feet. Is not for it to be up in the attic. It is for him to wear the comfort of the shoe and to walk with it. Tap someone and say, don't stop walking. Tell them 2019 is a journey. From Jordan to your 2020, which will be your Jerusalem. Say to them, do you know where your Jerusalem is? It is your place of peace. Hey, so, 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 let me round this up. So, let me round this up. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Another verse says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So, I'm the shepherd. I'm coming up. Psalm 23. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. So, here we are. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. So, put your hands on me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Keep reading. He... So, I'm leading him beside us. Yeah, keep going. He restores my soul. You see? He leads me beside the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Keep going. Yea, Though I, take your hands off me, keep walking. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, keep walking, of death, I will fear. Now stop there. There are two words you need to make, take notice of this. Take cognizance too. Number one, he says, I will, I will. All you need to do is circle those words, I will. I will comes in two places. I will is a matter of choice. It is your choice whether you keep walking or you stay discouraged in that valley. Ah, 
If you go back to the first scripture, go back to the first scripture. He says, he says, when they walk through the valley, not when they stay in the valley. Psalm 23 says, though I walk through the valley. You can see that the only way he can get to his Jerusalem is if he keeps walking. And sometimes he has to walk up those stairs. God says, I'm going to be with you so far you keep walking. Are you following what I'm saying? Let me give you the second thing. Because the second thing is where the controversy is. When we read the scripture, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. So he put his hands on my head and I kept following, he kept following me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, 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 lay, he, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He says, he says, he restores my soul. And so I restore and everything happens. And he says, he restores my, he leaves me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And verse 4, he says, yea, though I walk. Meaning, even there may be a time. Everything from one was he. When we enter verse 4, it was I. <laughs> meaning there are some times that you find yourself in that mess you decided to walk into that mess <laughs> did you get that the mess, the problem, the situation that guy that messed you up you, you heard the warnings you decided to say that girl that messed you you heard the warnings that financial situation, you had the one. That money you borrowed someone that you now have to ask for forgiveness. God forgive me to forgive. You knew before you did it. That kind of situation you find yourself in. That kind of friends are pushing. You walked through it. But the good thing about it is that even though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, he quickly comes to his senses. Even if I make a mistake, I know you are with me. Because God will be with you because his rod. Rod is not for beating, it's for direction. Staff is for protection. Telling the enemy, even though he makes a mistake, my blood has paid for it. Nothing that has happened to you this year, even if it's your mistake, the blood has paid for it. Stop worrying about your mistakes and keep walking to your Jerusalem. Because most of the time, we really don't recognize that God is merciful. Thank you, thank you, man. He is merciful. Never, and so I want to give you some two things and then we could. Never determine your walk by what it looks like. So when I'm in a valley, so how do I keep walking? Number one, see the valley as not a negative. The valley is not a negative. You will get only what you see. If you continue to see the negative, the outlook will be negative. Don't look at the past negatively. The valley is not a negative. If you go back to the scriptures, and I'm going to read it again, he says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. My strength comes from the Lord, he says, who have set their minds on pilgrimage. It is a problem because I've decided I'm going to go up. He says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, it becomes a place of refreshing. Stop looking at your valley as a negative. It is a place of growth. It is a place where God is taking you to. What was not achieved last year may just be in the timing of God. Keep walking. Stop someone and say, keep walking. Keep walking. Tell them, say, keep walking. Tell them, it's just a dip. It's just a dip. It's just a dip. Number two, see the valley as temporary. It's a temporary walk. Weeping will be turned into joy. Come on, you've got to have that faith. You've got to leave church today knowing that my weeping will be turned into joy. The situation is only temporary. The valley has not come to stay. Don't abandon your dreams based on a temporary setback. Listen to me. Some people are chronic complainers. 
I've told you I'm not going to rebuke you. I just want to encourage you. Some people are chronic complainers. They set down roots in the valley of Baca. They have no intentions of moving. Uh, they camped and wallowed in their sorrow. They're satisfied with their self-pity. It's no wonder when Jesus looked at that important man, he said to him, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The guy says, how? Because after 38 years, he has started to wallow in there. He was sitting in his valley of Baca. But you've got to listen to me. Whatever has happened to you this year, walk away from it. You've got to learn to walk away. If you don't walk away from the past, it will haunt your future. If you, 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 that relationship didn't go well, walk away from it. I always say this, don't let them meet you where they left you. What's the matter with you? You left me before. If I, where you will meet me, you will not be able to come. Oh, by the time you meet me, I'm at Jerusalem. And you are still in that valley. Because what it took me to move from the valley to Jerusalem, you don't know how to walk it. You've got to be able to walk. Keep walking. If you don't walk, you will fail. You lost that job, keep walking. You didn't get that interview, keep walking. You don't have a job going into 2020 right now, keep walking today. Because an opportunity may open up for you tomorrow. Don't shut down 2019. There is a God of divine intervention. My favorite passage in the entire Bible is, and it came to pass. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 20. The Bible says, and it came to pass when the time was come about. Hannah conceived. And it came to pass when the time, meaning all the abuse, all the jokes of her barrenness, that came to pass. And Rene came to pass. And Taliqua came to pass. And maybe you went through Mamikwa and came to pass. But when it was the time Richard appeared. Mary appeared. Martha appeared. Everything in the past comes to pass. When the time came, it passed. You know, Anna didn't only have Samuel. She had seven other children after that. When it is your time, it's your time. Go through the rest of this year into 2020. Stop worrying. Keep walking. Stop worrying keep walking. Stop worrying, keep walking. Why, Pastor? Because it's just only a dip. Did you get anything from it? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435 3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.